Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast and 2024. Holy smokes, we're living in the future. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include U.S. Bank profits, an interview with Rob Chrisman as he puts a bow on 2023 and looks ahead to 2024, and just which way are rates going to open the new year. Thanks to the Stratmore Group the data-driven mortgage advisory. At Stratmore, insights and knowledge are applied to guide mortgage clients to make sound strategic decisions and take actions that improve their success. To learn more, visit stratmoregroup.com. Our Federal Reserve doesn't control events around the world, like a ship being stuck in the Suez Canal or the current Red Sea geopolitical aggression that can impact our inflation rate or how much money companies or individuals earn. Speaking of earnings, the Financial Times reported that J.P. Morgan took almost a fifth of total U.S. bank profits in the first nine months of 2023. Does that make it too big to fail? Whether it is in banking or mortgage lending, the landscape is always in flux. Half a century ago, the 10 largest banks in America were Bank of America, Chase Manhattan Bank, First National City Bank in New York, Chemical Bank New York Trust Company, Morgan Guarantee Trust Company, Manufacturers Hanover Trust Company, Bank of California, Security First National Bank, Bankers Trust Company, and First National Bank of Chicago. Now, the list is J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citibank, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, Truist, PNC, Goldman Sachs, Capital One, and TD Bank. It's nice that the names have shortened, but how come there's no more trust companies out there? For today's interview and to kick off 2024, I wanted to welcome back to the show my dad, Rob Chrisman, to talk about the year gone by and the year ahead. We're certainly at an interesting time in the mortgage industry, and hopefully we've seen the worst of this market cycle. Let's put a wrap on 2023 and move into 2024. So as I've been saying for a little while, if markets go through cycles, in 2020, 2021 was as good as it's ever been for the mortgage industry. Wouldn't that make the flip side of it, as in 2023, the worst it's ever been for the mortgage industry? Is that how you view it? Certainly, it was very, very difficult. It is arguably the worst year, but the industry continued on always need financing, whether they are buying a home or refinancing a home. And somebody needs to do that for borrowers around the nation. And so it was a very difficult year in terms of interest rates, in terms of credit costs, in terms of market interest rate volatility, And many companies, most companies cut back either actively through layoffs or risks, furloughs, or not replacing people who had left. And so the industry landscape has indeed changed. It's always changing. So it was a very difficult year, but 
a lot of companies reduced costs to have a better financial outlook going forward. But it has been difficult. It's much more difficult laying people off than hiring people. And uh, it's much more difficult cutting back than it is trying to expand. So from that point of view, yeah, 2023 was a tough year. Do you view the industry as properly right-sized yet? Is Are there still more cuts to come, in your opinion? I certainly think there are more changes ahead. I don't know necessarily about cutbacks. The companies who were able to hold on to their servicing had a measure of profitability due to that servicing. The origination side of things, I would say, there are more cutbacks ahead. Uh, companies have become more efficient, or most companies, I should say, have become more efficient in originating loans. And when you become more efficient, you don't, you don't need quite the personnel that you have. So in terms of the overall industry, I would say that there's more right-sizing left to do. What do you make of interest rates as we move into 2024? There was a huge run-up this last year. Rates reached levels not seen since either the turn of the millennium or 2007, depending on what index you were looking at. And then we had a huge rally over the last two and a half months that brought rates essentially back to exactly where they were to start the year. So it's how do you view the rate environment in general? It's not like there's any refinance incentive even after that rally, but maybe from a optics perspective, the average American is thinking, Ooh, rates drop. Maybe it's time to get off the sidelines. So the interest rate environment is, is always an interesting environment. Sure. 10 year yields have come back to where they were. At the beginning of 2023, here we are again. Mortgage rates, though, have not dropped as much as one might expect due to investor nervousness about mortgage-backed securities and a certain lack of demand by big banks in terms of adding residential mortgages onto their portfolio. So mortgage rates still have a ways to go. The the Federal Reserve, I think, is, is, is on the right course. I think they did overreact. And the bond market got worse. Obviously, rates went up uh, and did part of, the bond, part of the Federal Reserve's work for the Federal Reserve. But employment continues to be strong. Housing price appreciation continues to, to move forward. Many indications, many economic indicators point to an economy that is not in a recession, uh, but that is slowing down a little bit. But nonetheless, inflation has been coming down, and that's exactly what the Federal Reserve wanted to have happen, and that's what's happening. And so... I think the general consensus right now is that interest rates will be lower by the end of the year, but that's not to say interest rates are going to move in a straight line one way or the other. 
So we will always have rates go up a little bit, rates go down a little bit. And watch yourself because at this time last year, the consensus was that rates were going to move lower throughout the year. So I don't need to hear you saying the same thing. I I do want to ask about the Fed, though. Is the elephant in the room the Fed's mortgage-backed security or bond portfolio? You know, they hold trillions of dollars of these assets. And if they decide to start actively selling, it could drive rates back up as, as the market is flooded with supply and potentially the the price goes down is that something on your radar or not really sure it is because mortgage pricing is a is a direct uh result of supply and demand and if the fed reserve or any large holder of mortgage-backed securities especially agency mortgage-backed securities starts to sell and there aren't any buyers it will naturally drive the price down and rates higher, but one of the one of the missions of the Federal Reserve is to help the stability of the U.S. economy and by proxy U.S. interest rates. And so, the Federal Reserve is not going to just jump in and start selling trillions of dollars of mortgage-backed securities, even though it is not. It is not really the mission of the Federal Reserve to own mortgage-backed securities. They do have a portfolio of securities. The Fed is nominally non-political, but President Biden and Fed Chair Powell met toward the end of last year, and one would assume Powell got his marching orders that it was time to stop raising rates and inflicting pain upon the average American, especially as we head into an election year. That being said, do you view the president meeting with the head of the Fed as is he able to have any influence over the Fed's actions, in your opinion? Does does the Jerome kind of nod and smile politely and then do whatever he's gonna do? I think it's a I think it's a discussion. I think it's a a it, it has always been the role of the Federal Reserve to be politically independent, but that won't stop presidents from trying to help their reelection prospects by having the Federal Reserve say keep rates low or you know promote something in the economy that the administration wants. Generally, every administration wants low unemployment. They want relatively low interest rates. They want a strong, stable economy. And presidents have always met with chair, chairman, chairwomen of the Federal Reserve just to just to touch base. And I think it's somewhat of a political move to say, yeah, the the the, the Fed chair and I met, yada yada. But it's also good to just have that communication just like it would be good to have communication between the president and the chief justice of the Supreme court. It's not necessarily politically influencing that person, but just keeping the communication channels open. I think it's chairman regardless, not there's no chairwoman. It's like actor. People started coming up with the word actress, but that's not actually a grammatically correct word. Anyways, you already said there was potential for downward pressure on rates in 2024. And I know you like to stay away from crystal ball predictions compared to some of your 
less illustrious brethren in the mortgage industry. Do you view like what do you what do you view as the overall narrative for the industry as we move into the new year? I think the overall narrative is that companies and originators, vendors, salespeople, et cetera, are trying to do what they do best, regardless of the interest rate climate. And the people who are still in the industry realize that interest rates are going to go up and down, but they need to do the best job that they can despite movements in interest rates. So yes, interest rates impact our business, but if you have a great product or have great customer service, generally speaking, you're going to do well despite what interest rates do or what interest rate volatility does. You continue to do your job. You continue to help your clients. You continue to offer products that make sense and you adapt to the interest rate climate. And I think that's been the message that we've seen throughout 2023 is we, we motor on despite interest rates. For your legions of fans around the nation, where can we find you on the road coming up soon? And uh, I guess secondarily, do you ever consider naming your tours? If Taylor Swift has the Eras tour, the Rolling Stones had the American tour in 1969. What about the Rob Chrisman coast-to-coast extravaganza? You ever thought about that? I have not thought of that. Usually it's just... It's just kind of a uh, a one-shot deal. There aren't tours per se. So, you know, later this month, I'll head down to San Diego for a uh, California Association of Mortgage Professionals uh, event and then head to Denver for a private event. And then, frankly, I'm still on the fence about going to New Orleans for the IMB Um And that really wraps it up for January. February, things pick up a little bit uh, with a private event and with going to the TMBA later in the month in Houston. Uh, But uh, I would say things things are quieter this year to start the year versus 2023. I think companies and and regional organizations have cut back a little bit on events. And so it's just a sign of the times. You didn't even plug that we're going to be together in Denver for the Megastar Financial event. You're better looking, but less charismatic counterpart, me. And I'll be in New Orleans too. So if anybody listening to this podcast is in New Orleans and wants to say hello, reach out. Uh, Dad, thank you very much for your time. Anytime. We ended 2023 with bond yields falling, following a dovish pivot from the Fed at its final meeting of the year. Investors position balance sheets for expectations that inflation will continue to soften and that the economy will avoid falling into a deep recession. Quite the departure from the start of the year when all the predictions were for a U.S. recession and stock market slump. That, of course, didn't play out as the U.S. Federal Reserve seems to have engineered an elusive soft landing. Now, the outlook is moving beyond monetary policy to disruption by things like attacks on Red Sea shipping, corporate earnings, and the U.S. presidential election. There's always something to talk about. Remember Brexit, the U.S.-China trade deal, etc. 
With the Federal Reserve signaling that it's likely done raising interest rates to tame inflation, 2024 begins with traders ramping up expectations that central banks everywhere will slash interest rates this year. The Fed Fund's futures market is projecting 75 basis points worth of rate cuts by the June FOMC meeting, with an equal number of cuts expected in the second half of 2024. Looming at the end of this month is another Fed meeting, with the statement and post-meeting press conference on January 31st. Of note, the new 2024 voting members are Atlanta's Bostic, Cleveland's Mester, Richmond's Barkin, and San Francisco's Daly, replacing Chicago's Goolsby, Dallas's Logan, Minneapolis's Kashkari, and Philadelphia's Harker. It's a slightly more hawkish voting roster. The narrative of higher for longer rates dominated much of 2023, driving mortgage rates to levels not seen in 20 years. That narrative also lifted the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield to the 5% mark in late October, but a strong rally over the next 10 weeks helped to drive the benchmark yield to unchanged for the year on aggregate, as the market began pricing in the likelihood of multiple rate cuts in 2024. Even after the rate rally we've enjoyed, it has not brought a material change in the percentage of American homeowners who have incentive to refinance. Only 2% of the mortgage universe is currently in the money, and if rates declined by 100 basis points, that number would only increase to 9%. Still not much for anyone hoping for refinances to pick up. 2024 opens with a modest calendar that begins later this morning with final December S&P Global Manufacturing PMI, followed by construction spending for November. Risk events ramp up over the remainder of the week and include ISM Manufacturing for December, jolts for November, minutes from the FOMC's December 12-13th meeting, December ADP, and the all-important BLS employment situation for December to close the week. Investors won't have much time to catch their breath as the following week includes the mini refunding, CPI, PPI, preliminary January consumer sentiment, and the start of the earnings season with JPM, Citi, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America all reporting. We begin 2024 with agency MBS prices worse a quarter to three-eighths versus last Friday's close, the 10-year yielding 3.95 after closing 2023 at 3.88%, and the two years at 4.32%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. It's a new year, but the same old crappy me, so let's do some drinking jokes. How about that? (laughs) A guy walks into a bar, sits down, and hears a small voice say, You look nice today. A few minutes later, he again hears a small voice. That's a nice shirt. The guy asks the bartender, who is that? The bartender says, those are the peanuts. They're complimentary. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, the Stratmore Group, the data-driven mortgage advisory. At Stratmore, insights and knowledge are applied to guide mortgage clients to make sound strategic decisions and take actions that improve their success. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.